So we've had plenty of good feedback, and we always welcome it. Fast Lane, Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you want to message us as opposed to posting it out in the public, that's cool with us. We're not particular. Uh, Rob is listening on the app, and we appreciate it, and wanted to know, plus minus four and a half. Do you take Virginia Tech as a four and a half point underdog tonight, or Virginia as a four and a half point favored in the showdown that he can listen to, and everybody can. 6.30 airtime, CBS Sports Radio, Lynchburg app between the Virginia Tech Hokies at the Virginia Cavaliers. So, David Cunningham, TechSideline.com, friend of ours, was with us yesterday, fastly Ned Lane, to hear our chat with him wherever you listen to podcasts. But David Cunningham just tweeted that Hunter Couture is warming up tonight. He is a full go and practiced despite being uh, sidelined with what was reportedly a concussion uh, for that Miami game. Uh, He seems like he is good to go for this evening. I will add that to what I had already thought going in, which is just the confidence level. And I get we're playing amateur psychologist here. So just, just keep that in mind. But right now, Virginia Tech, they look like they've played better the last two games, even though they're just one and one. And granted, they were at the Castle, home win against Clemson loss at Miami, or loss at home to Miami Saturday night. But the Virginia Cavaliers, you know, they look so shaky for so much of this season. Even at home, outside of the Louisville game, I'm going to dismiss that, they went on the road after that win, lost at NC State, double digits, had the long bye week, came out, looked no better offensively at Wake Forest. You're just, you're giving me a chance to get some extra points there. That's where I would go with Virginia Tech. I don't feel great about it because it's not like either of these teams are super reliable, but I think a lot of it's mental right now, and that's where I would go with Virginia Tech in that category. Pivoting away from that to the Liberty Flames. So the news came out Saturday that C.J. Daniels, the wide receiver for Liberty, was going to head to the transfer portal and go to LSU. Um, I don't bemoan him at all for this. What C.J. Daniels did this past year in a top five rushing offense in the country. So they ran the ball a lot for Liberty, and they didn't have to throw that much. You know, an above-average attempt game was Caden Salter completing or throwing 20 to 25 pass attempts. I'm going to throw out the Oregon game. That was an outlier. But the rest of it, C.J. Daniels, 55 catches, 1,067 yards, 10 touchdowns this year. What more can he do from a statistical standpoint at Liberty? He's going to LSU. They are one of the top offenses in the country for passing the football and have been for a while. Everyone knows Jamar Chase with the Bengals, Justin Jefferson with the Minnesota Vikings as a couple of wide receivers, but they've put others into the league, and they're going to add two more in the first round this year when Malik Neighbors is one of them, and a name that you might be sleeping on, but he was a highly touted recruit is Brian Thomas, who's probably going to be a top 15 pick himself in the upcoming NFL draft. If you have places, and I don't know anybody who's posted odds for this, but if it's over under a 15 and a half, I would take you know, he would go under 15 and a half, meaning Brian Thomas would be in that realm. That's a really good sales point for a guy like C.J. Daniels. What he did this past year was fantastic for Liberty, but he did it against Conference USA defensive backs. He didn't do it against SEC defensive backs. A lot more of those guys are playing in the league. 
So I don't blame him at all. You go to LSU, yes, Jaden Daniels is off to the NFL this year. He has no more eligibility. But Nussmeyer, whose dad is the offensive coordinator at LSU, is expected to take over at quarterback for the Tigers. So he's got a, still a viable quarterback and a passing offense that knows what he, they're doing. I don't think this is at all a bad decision. I think this is a smart business move. I know Liberty fans may be upset by the idea of C.J. Daniels transferring out and going to Liberty. I don't think there's more he could do. Nathan chimes in, and again, we appreciate all your feedback. LSU is also arguably known, inarguably known as wide receiver you. So you're going from Liberty to that. Nathan, uh, Nathaniel, 100%. Agree with that take. I'll say Ohio State. Probably I'll pick Ohio State. Yeah, receivers. I, I, I think that's a good point, Ty. You interject with Ohio State, and you know LSU's probably got the superstars with Chase and Jefferson, but Marvin Harrison's going to crash that party soon, and they have the volume of guys in the NFL. I was say you can go down a list with Ohio State receivers better than LSU receivers and stuff. Hundred percent. I mean, I think the volume of receivers at Ohio State is much greater to the point where Jamison Williams of the Lions, who came from Alabama, he couldn't get on the field at Ohio State because that receiver room was so stacked with different guys. So, you know, Nathaniel brings up the point, but whatever. You're going from Liberty to one of the top five wide receiving production groups in the entire country. Um, In Pretty 89, again, I don't know where people come up with these names and handles, but hey, we appreciate the feedback. Says, not upset in the slightest, bummed, that Daniels won't be in an LU jersey, but I can't imagine any LU fan being mad at all over the decision. It makes complete sense. Turtle Power says it was a run-heavy offense, yet it has produced a lot of 1,000-yard receivers the last few years, where I will dispute that from um, Turtle Power 98 and that's his Twitter handle, is, is very simply, that was a different era with Hugh Freeze the 1,000-yard receivers. There's one under Jamie Chabell, and it's a run-first offense, much more than Hugh Freeze's ever was. I mean, you gotta think about it. CJ Daniels created a lot of like, a lot of one-on-one matchups for the offense under uh, Jamie Chadwell, and a lot of uh, play-action passes too for the offense to open up more. Even though there was a run-heavy team, Optimus, by the way, chimes in. Optimus Ferg, and again, you got a good point on that as well, Ty. But we're pressed for time on W two two six BG Timberlake WVGMAM Lynchburg WMNA Gretna Danville Southside. Chimed in, I can't fault the kid, C.J. Daniels, for stepping up to the big leagues by transferring from Liberty to LSU. But he did, and he would have had plenty of targets if he stayed at Liberty. In my opinion, his showcase is better at Liberty, like Malik Willis and Demario Douglas. See, that's where I will differ from Optimus on this, because, look, he showcased what he can do at Liberty. Now you step up in competition, and you know, Optimus Fur granted him that, so I, I'll grant Optimus that, that comment, but you're going up against better defensive backs. It, it, this is less even an indictment on Liberty themselves and more that the defensive backs that Liberty plays against are not of the same caliber of the defensive backs that LSU will play against, and that's a much more realistic look of what you're doing in the NFL. So if Daniels can replicate his production from Liberty at LSU, it will vault him from what would probably have been a day three pick, four three seventh round in the NFL draft, up to being a first round pick or at least a day two pick, rounds two or three. I mean, what when he was playing against Oregon, there was number of speed, but still, when going to SEC, you're going against better, bigger, better corners and more aggressive corners as well. That's why I was like. It's gonna be a big test for him because he got he got like a little taste of the Pac-12 when he going against their DBs. You can see what happened against when they was playing against Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl. So it's definitely gonna be another huge challenge. It's gonna be a huge difference 
we play against SEC competition every single day, even in practice and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's another good point. You're playing against it in practice, then you're playing it against it in the games. There's more film across the board. Liberty had good cornerbacks. I mean, when you lose both of your top two cornerbacks to the transfer portal, um, one to Oregon and one to to Colorado, those are theoretically step-ups from G5 to Power 5 program status. So uh, those are still step-ups. But uh, you're going against that every day. I mean, that's 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 a great point, Ty, about that. Buddy chimes in. It's a money decision. It's a business decision. So don't hate the player, hate the game. I don't even hate the player or the game in this regard. Because Liberty got a lot out of C.J. Daniels. He got them to the Fiesta Bowl. I mean, this was as good of a year as Liberty could have expected. And it's not just about the NIL money at, at LSU. And yes, they can pay a lot. Liberty, I think, can match that for top-end players on the Liberty roster. They, they have a strong NIL collective with the Flames Rising Collective, and if you're a Flames fan, it's worth supporting that to keep that trend going. It's more the fact that at LSU, they can do that again and again. So like Ty mentioned, you have a volume of greater players that are always going to push you on the depth chart and push you in practice when you're going up against them in individual drills. So those are all things that are worth considering. Um, but here's the other one. Andrew chimed in, I wonder how big the bag actually was, and Eric said, if you're talking about LSU playing, paying their players in football like baseball, you could be pushing upwards of a million dollars. I don't know if it's that high for a wide receiver, but LSU has been able to pony up money in women's basketball for transfers to come in. They were a big destination, and granted, winning a national title helps, and having Kim Mulkey is as bombastic as she is. She's a great personality, but you know, that helps. But they pay guys in baseball. There's a lot of thought that one of the top outfielders from NC State ended up going to LSU because of NIL this past year. And then you continue to to bring that in for football. It is a bigger deal across the board. And again, I will harken back to it's less the fact of Liberty being able to pay to keep a guy like Daniels. It's being able to keep all the other guys around to make a practice more challenging. And then, oh, by the way, you're going up against teams that are using the same blueprint economically to bolster their rosters, and when you get that in games and you do it over the course of a season, if you produce like C.J. Daniels is banking on him being able to do, it will catch the attention of those in the NFL who are ultimately the ones making those decisions. And for C.J. Daniels, I don't think this is an indictment on Liberty at all. I think he got as much as he could out of Liberty. And there's, it's a lot harder to get back to this spot, which would be an undefeated season in the college football playoff. Liberty loses once next year. It could still be a successful year, but they're not in the college football playoff. That's so much harder to do, so I don't at all blame a C.J. Daniels for striking while the iron is hot. Keep the feedback coming. Fast Lane, Ed Lane, wherever you chime in. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. He's at TyTracy90. We're at Fast Lane, Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts if you missed anything today. Now we get ready to go to JT in the Brick on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app, W226BG Timberlake, WVGMAM Lynchburg, WMNA, Gretna Danville Southside.